You got to double hit the button. Nailed it, Brad. Double hit the button. Double hit the button. I always check now. Yeah. Double check and check. Absolutely. 100%. So we lost. We need like the two. Five seconds of a podcast right there. We need like the two keys. So what we missed was Andrew announcing that you are all welcome to episode 76 of Auto Off Topic. That's right. Uh, We've got Liz and Jordan back. Yes. It's been a long week. We haven't seen them in a very long time. We're still wearing the same clothes, though. I don't know what the hell happened. <laughs> I yeah. dress like a cartoon character. Just the same <laughs> thing true. every That's day. That's true. All right. So we're going to go over. We've got some listener questions. We do. Last time we had them on, five minutes ago, <laughs> we discussed their entry into the world of rally racing and racing cars in general. And uh, we had a pretty... Interesting discussion. If you didn't listen to episode 75, that's a good primer to listen to episode 76. If you haven't listened to episode 75, I don't know how you got to episode 76, but, you know, we're here now, so. Mm-hmm. It's a ride. It's Enjoy a ride. It. It's a ride. We did ask our Facebook fans and our Instagram followers to give us some questions to ask Liz and Jordan about their rally car experience, so that's what we're going to do this episode. Yep. So, Andrew, do you have any questions pulled up? We'll get right into it. Everybody should already know who Liz and Jordan are. They've been on before. They were on last episode. Jordan is actually our most repeat guest. Do I get, like, a trophy? Nope. Hat? Mm, nope. nope. Sticker? You already got a hat. You wore it all weekend. Ah, uh, you did. Mm. Fine. Oh, yeah. See? That's not like a podcast mm-hmm. hat, though. Yeah, well, it predates the podcast. And I, I gave you a you. t-shirt tonight. Yeah, That's did. what you got. See? That's true. And it's a podcast t-shirt. That's right. Can you make the logo a little bit bigger? <laughs> well, Jordan. I've got a yellow one. You want t-shirt. a yellow one? The logo's bigger. <laughs> oh, God. You look real good in mustard. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, no. Spaghetti? I've, no, uh, it doesn't at all. Oh, no. Oh, no. I've lost. I was thinking you of the colors. spaghetti with mustard? <laughs> I don't eat anything with mustard. I don't want to do with mustard. What, what? Mustard's gross. No. What? Mm, I agree. That's a crew. You have both of you done. <laughs> My wife won't agree with me, but I agree with you. Thank you. Must I've known you longer, mayo? so. So why what? don't you guys do you get married? Mayo? No, mayo is also gross. Oh, good. Thank you. You've yeah. No, yourself. but do you put mayo on a sandwich? No. Like, just lightly? No. Mm, uh, mayo doesn't I'm, come I'm out. hit or miss with mayo. No. Very light amount. It's definitely a in joke. Tuna. Yeah, yeah I want to say it, but I just can't. Yeah, just leave it alone. Sure, whatever. Anyway. But pickles. You like pickles, though. I love pickles. That's even weirder. What? Pickles are delicious. Pickles are the best thing in the world. Thank you. Too much vinegar. Deep fried pickles? pickles so awesome. Deep fried no. mustard? Not going to touch it. No, the mustard. Who deep fries mustard? <laughs> <laughs> Nobody. What fair are we in? Nobody. Nobody at all. I'd eat it, though. Deep fried mustard? <laughs> Fuck yeah. I don't know about that. How would you do that? There's deep I'm fried sure. Coke. I know you can do that. Well, what? Wait. <laughs> you dump, cola Yeah, you dump the Coke into a deep fryer. So you just eat batter that and was... it explodes? Because that's usually what happens when you put water in hot oil. Coke and Mentos together. Or maybe you mix it with flour or like a cake batter. Either way, it doesn't probably. work. Probably. Yeah, it does. You that probably don't just sense. dump Coke it into a 100% deep works. 101%. I feel like we need to invest in a deep fryer and try this out. Oh, can we have an experiments episode? Yeah. Fried Coke re- recipe. It is Googling. I can tell you. Excellent radio. Yeah. <laughs> I'm uh, waiting because I, my favorite segments on this show are when uh, Brad Googles it or Andrew Googles it. <laughs> Fried Coke is a frozen Coca-Cola flavored batter. Okay. 
that is deep fried and then topped with Coca-Cola so syrup. Like, so it's like fried ice cream at that point. Yeah. yeah. All right, so well, it does exist. Sense. Well, I, I was trying to think how you could fry liquid. <laughs> it didn't make any sense. No, I guess you freeze it first so it's not a liquid. Right. Yeah. You can fry a solid. That makes sense. Ah, uh, science. <sighs> Frozen liquid is not a solid? What? What? Yeah. She's a chemist. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So why are you giving me that look oh, no, when I said you got to freeze it first no. to make it a solid? It was that whole, this whole conversation. I'm just okay. wooing over. Anyway, you guys hang with us on purpose. This is, this is auto-off topic. I mean, we were... I, we, this is not auto-off topic. This, this is, is something auto, way I, off topic. Well, <laughs> this is just off topic. Well, Let's we enjoyed... On the table. One, two, <laughs> yeah, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Well, the night before the rally sprint, we watched Independence Day, so... Great movie. What does that have to do with That's only right because now? Cops wasn't on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we lost. For whatever reason, Cops was not on the TV in the hotel room. Because there were only seven channels. <laughs> yeah. But we watched low-def Independence Day. It's pretty did. sweet. It was like watching it on VHS in 1996. Right. When it came out. Excellent. Which we established that it came out in 96. Yep. Number one movie in <laughs> yes. 1996. Oh, no. Number one movie in Littleton, New Hampshire in 2018. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> whatever. Lancaster. Whatever, New Hampshire. Middle of nowhere, New Hampshire. 93 deep. Littleton's like popping, so let's not... For New Hampshire standards. Yeah, it is. Yeah, the pizza place was pretty busy. Yeah. Well, I didn't go and see it, so... Anyway, moving on, we have questions <laughs> for our guests this evening. All right, we'll go to Facebook. All right, Facebook questions first. You got them up? This one was on my page. Okay. Uh, Dan Downey, how was adapting to rally overhead? overhead? There is so much more going on. What is needed in the car? Uh, what parts utterly confused you your first time out? Uh, and he says, notes, time card, check-in stuff. And then there's a second question for the boys, which I assume is the service crew. What would you add to your crew checklist? And then how many times did you send it? So he asked what was the most confusing part. I'm going to go with the whole beginning part of his question. <laughs> yeah. What was... What, but overhead? Yeah. How was adapting assume, to rally overhead? I assume he means like... All the little bits and pieces of shit you have to do when you're there that aren't just preparing the car. Oh, okay. But so let's do, let's see what let's parts. Break, let's break down this question. What parts? <laughs> we'll, we'll go with what parts <laughs> utterly confused you in your first time out. Was it the notes? Was it time card check-in stuff? Was it the seasoned veteran getting stuck on the hill and making you stuck as well? Uh, low blow. Dan, well, sorry. I was, think the, the most confusing part um, for me because I have never been to a sprint. Luckily, you guys have been to sprints. Jordan's as spectators them. and volunteers. Yeah, no, but you never. guys have a so we did time control one time. Yeah, so you guys have at least seen some of this stuff. So when I show up, I didn't know what these signs were—these yellow and red signs that have clocks on them—and I'm just driving. And Jordan's like, "You need to stop. You need to stop." And I'm like, "Why? Why do I need to stop?" Well, I feel that that was something Jordan should have taught you before you got there. <laughs> no, but that's the thing. Like, you just don't think. I was it. busy. Well, yeah, apparently. <laughs> yeah, we're fixing brakes. Yeah, so there, so there's things like that. That was definitely the most confusing. Like, I don't know if maybe I missed that in like an email. But if somebody who's never done that and say your co-driver truly was a novice, mm-hmm. I don't know how we would have ever have known what those were. That was never discussed in anything. Hmm. What those any of those signs means? They didn't talk about like coming up. The yellow means you're approaching. Red is your stop. Yeah. That was never discussed. So it actually took me like my fourth lap around that I was like, there's the yellow finish and there's the red finish. Okay. Never would have known what those were. So I think it's kind of an assumption that people who are, have gotten this far where they own a car and have all the equipment have been following it a little bit longer than you probably have. Um, 
I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. It's awesome that you did what you did. But it's just one of those things that I, I, I feel like I just know that. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know why I know that, but I feel like thing, I just like, know how it. How do you know it? Know yeah. what? About the yellow, the yellow clocks and red clocks. I don't clocks. know what they are. Oh, really? No. How? Thank you. We worked at them before. Yeah. It doesn't mean I know how it works. Oh, God. Wow. See? See, so whatever know. rally event that Andrew worked time control for, we can put the uh, that's, timing into question. That's why we did the sprints. So they could learn how to do it. But I don't know. All I knew is they would like, show up and they'd have a time in. You'd give them a time out. And then they'd go. I don't know. Yeah. See? Okay. See? I'd like take a time card. The first, I know when we did it, the first time in, I totally wrote the wrong thing on there for him. Just take a time card, draw a smiley face on it, give it back. Yeah. Try yellow clock. Yeah. What's our time out? Now? <laughs> Go. Go real fast. <laughs> well, I will say that was definitely a question that came up when the when the time control came to you. And they're like, what time do you want? And they're like, what time should I have? <laughs> yeah. We had no we'll, we'll take that one. <laughs> yeah. So that was confusing. I don't know. Were the notes confusing for you? Um, I'm pretty familiar with, like, hearing notes from, from like, video games. videos yeah. and video games. Uh, but actually seeing them, like, on a piece of paper with all the shorthand was kind of confusing. It's not tulips, right? It was also the, tough because Jordan just learned how to read last the week. transits, so. <laughs> but the notes themselves are just shorthand Words. gobbledygook. Oh. Yeah. The, the Jalba? Yeah. Jemba? Jamba, Jamba, yeah. Jamba, Jamba juice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that, I started to get it towards the end of the day, but it's. I ended up cutting out like a lot of it because it didn't help us at all. It like, will eventually, I'm sure. Yeah, but like at the speeds that we're going, and the I don't, course doesn't change that much there. Yeah. You can kind of memorize it after the first couple times. Right. Well, they did change it like every other one because people were having issues with getting up. Yeah. Every and... two ones they changed. Yeah. And then two and a half at one of them. Yeah. We go. Just, just go. Through. Yeah. yeah. But like, don't go the face. Go go left instead of right. Yeah. Because they cut it out and then re-ran. That's how they fixed it. Did you know that they re-ran all the cars? Remember we were talking about when they split from the uphill? To oh, the I didn't realize they re-ran all the cars. Yeah. They re-ran all the cars that went the uphill. Cause... I was so cold that at a certain <laughs> point I just went and sat in the truck for a little while. It probably was then. Yeah. yeah it was one run that a couple cars got to rerun because they changed the course mid Mid-stage, because there were just too many people having a hard time with the hill. Yeah, yeah. the all-wheel drive cars were having a hard time, so yeah. it was pretty much all of the two-wheel drive cars that Scott was like, nope, don't yep. even attempt it. <laughs> yep. A couple, couple two-wheel drives made it up, but yep. a couple did not. A so. couple I watched go up and then just come back down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Three or four times. Yeah. So. Uh, so oh, next part of his question. What would we add to our crew checklist? Um, Taller jack stands. Even jack stands. Yeah. It doesn't matter what height they are if they're all the same. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was thinking about that afterwards. Like, we could have raised the rear ones. We could have, but I didn't realize we only had two pairs that were yeah. not the same. Different size jack stands. So I, we were like, all right, jack it up. Jack it up. Oh, wait. The back's still on the ground now. Yeah. We, we jacked up the front. <laughs> the rear stands were lower, so we jacked up the front, and the rear wheels are back on the ground again. So we're My like... Bad. <laughs> it is what it is. We're like, uh, all right, we're not taking the wheels off then. I feel we did pretty good based on what we did bring. I mean, we brought a tarp because we realized we wouldn't lie in the snow. Mm-hmm. We brought plywood to put onto the jack stands because we knew that it was going to be uneven surfaces. We knew enough. Yeah, we brought, you know, two floor jacks, a couple of electric case, impact guns. Yeah, in case one floor jack failed. Yep. <laughs> Which it could it definitely could happen, happen. It, especially it, in the cold. Yeah, it would happen. Yeah, yeah, it would happen, and then we'd be like, why didn't we bring the extra one? Um, yeah. And we brought spare gas in case, you know. Yeah. We, I think Nobody I think we told us where well. you would refuel, though. There's, I know there's a designated refuel area. 
But nobody mm. told that I'm to glad us. we didn't do it because I would have done it right there. All the I wouldn't events, have let you. It <laughs> was usually in like the middle of the skid pad where everyone was parked, but mm-hmm. that was uh, full of just a giant ice sculpture, basically. Well, there's normally like a well there. It's yeah. weird. There's like I something like there. I feel like I saw refueling going on in the pits while we were there. Like oh. Paddock, excuse me. Rally talk. Maybe they didn't care because it was winter and... You're they're... not going to light the forest yeah. on fire? Yeah. Yeah, possibly. Everything's water. Yeah. <laughs> possibly. Everything is a fire extinguisher? But we we didn't refuel. No. No, we so, didn't have to. We, I only brought a spare gas can because... We had gauge. never really put gas in the car. It only took like two gallons. Yeah. <laughs> We're like, is this full or? And I didn't know what the situation with the gas tank was. Like hmm. It was full that, of holes. That probably also, um, and we talked last episode about how the car ran better as the day went on. Um, the fuel probably also was part of that because there was probably 15-year-old gas in the car. Yep. Oh, yeah. And then you put fresh gas on top of it. And once it mixed, obviously it's, you know. Got to run better with newer gas in it because his fuel breaks down over over time. So that probably helped out a lot. Yeah. In fact, we should probably change filters and stuff in that car again. There is a spare filter. Yeah, we got um, one. Andrew yeah. and I looked at it. Yeah, it, it was, was real list. crusty. Yeah, and we're like, eh, we'll just leave it. And it was like, right. you know, six days to the event. We're like, let's just do it after. Just in case lines break or something. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Just like all the coolant we wanted to do. And we're like, we'll just wait. Yeah, well, especially in that car because there's so many stupid coolant hoses that can go wrong. Yeah. It's a pretty dumb design. Yep. Which I think leads into our next question, nice, which is, uh, that was a weird, I had a nice segue and I just, I just crashed it into a wall right there. Uh, <laughs> if you ask the question and we'll, we'll figure out, oh, Earnhardt died, man. So <laughs> that question. Uh, uh, that's a valid point. <laughs> God damn it, Terry Labonte, what'd you do to him now? Uh, what are your next, this I'll is from Steve Steve Boone. Boone. I don't remember. Uh, what are your next steps Marlin, right? to improve the car as well as yourselves as a team or individually? So, steps to improve the car. We'll start with that. Uh, we just talked about doing the fuel filter. Let me hit Andrew's segue for him here. What are the next steps to refuel your passion at the race car for next week? <laughs> Nailed it. I'm going to go with that was Andrew's segue. Sure. Okay. Anyways, uh, the coolant hoses, the clutch. Yeah, so the clutch is Clutch is real, weird. Yeah. <laughs> Shifter. So it's if you put it re- going <laughs> in reverse, the, the clutch is like entirely different than if it's just in a forward gear, which is weird. Well, it's because the transmission's spinning a different way. Yeah, but it's <laughs> no. <laughs> a couple of years are the clutch engages weird when the engine's spinning the other direction. <laughs> I uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna hope everybody understands that's a joke and everybody's not being serious with that one. Uh, so yeah. The well, actually, cable. it's a diesel transmission, is it not? It is. So yeah. it's designed to spin the opposite direction. Stop. <laughs> Stop. Anyway. Sorry. Go ahead. So the clutch. With um, we're gonna swap the radiator out and all the coolant stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, we are planning on getting the cage updated. Yeah, that's the big one. Is the so cage update. So we can run like actual NASA and ARA A-R-A events. events. Because right now the cage is fine for sprints, but it's not cool for full-blown stage rallies. Mm-hmm. Speeds are higher. There's more yep. reasons to have important safety equipment. Yes. Well, what is it, missing the A-pillar bar? Uh, it's missing the A-pillar bar. Did it doesn't have the bracing in the main hoop. It has it in, like, the sort of diagonal yeah. bar. It the rear diagonal the rear strut tower. Oh, I shouldn't say it does have it. It does have a bar that runs down the A-pillar, but what we're talking about, it's like a bracing bar 
Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a little bit aft of the A-pillar. Yeah. It triangulates from the roof to the floor yeah. behind right. the A-pillar. Because yeah. the A-pillar bar is not that strong because it's at an angle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they want that. It needs, a cro- it needs a cross brace behind the seats and a harness bar, too, right? Because there has yep. been, unfortunately, a couple of fatalities from impacts at the A-pillar. So, uh, I also want to tear out the Terra Trip because it doesn't work, and I just want a phone mount so I can use it. Is that what everybody uses now? Uh, most people, it seems, use just like there's a Rally Trip Meter app that works really cool. I used it on the Transits, but yeah. um, you obviously can't hold your phone while you're... Just put a RAM mount. Yeah. It's probably yeah. It's probably even easier. Way less complicated. Oh yeah. Huh. And then one of the bigger things with the cage update, which we'll see um, about, is potentially our diameters are too small. But they said that you could use them anyway if you added the correct bracing. Correct. If the diameters are too small, we'll have to put in. So all it's the diameter with the with including the wall, the, the tubing wall as well. Yeah. So you know how thick the tubing. In the yeah. So there's is some. Now. There's some leeway with the diameter and the thickness, so you can have a smaller diameter. The and a thicker, big, yep. thicker wall. Yep. yep. And then um, there's other, there's a bunch of different variations, but they need to check that. A couple Make of the guys sure didn't good. think it's it's going to work, oh, so we'll see. that would be an unfortunate. It would be a bummer, but... Yeah, because the whole reason you bought the car is because it was already cajun ready to go. Well, we did a sprint in it, so, I mean, it yeah. got some use so far. <laughs> so, we'll... Uh, I said I emailed the guy, so we'll see. We'll just go from there and see what what happens with it. Yeah, I mean, if you layer enough house paint on it, it'll <laughs> probably it make work. the bars yeah, yeah, sure. thick enough. Get the yeah. spray cans out. Yeah, that works. Yeah, epoxy. So, what do you guys want to improve on, as a team or individually? Anything? Um, individually, I think as a team we did fine for the first one. He kept me calm, and you know, you really did. He did keep me calm, even though you laugh. Um, and the notes were fine. Personally. Just not being afraid of the car. I'm just afraid. I'm, you know, there are sections where I'm just afraid to drive it, but that's just getting comfortable. Mm-hmm. Afraid of the car, as in the speed of the car, or afraid of breaking the car. Um, not so much breaking the car, but this um, comfortable with how it's going to handle in certain situations. Okay. I don't know the car well enough to like. Yeah, is it going to handle in this turn? Time. Yeah. If you do a couple of rally crosses, which. On the sprint on snow and ice are probably similar speeds to a rally cross. Maybe a little faster, you'll get used to the car. Yep. 100%. Like, even lower speeds will help you find the... That uh, pushing point. The, yeah, the edge yeah. of handling. Limit of adhesion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or lack thereof. Yeah. All right. That's good. Uh, next question. James Voicey. Uh, how did you get over car sickness being a nav? It can ruin a nav's career before it even begins. Do you get car sick at all? Uh, no, it was never an issue. All right. Well, I guess you're, yeah, then you're lucky then. Because I know some people try to do it and they can't read. They can't read while riding, especially at speed yep. in a rally no, car. Because no, they have not. to see them moving. I've never, I mean, I've done a lot of TFCs too as an average. Yeah, that's driver, true. So yep. It's never really, but I've always been able to read in cars. It's not been an issue for no. me. And uh, Dan Downey actually kicked in right there with an actual, with an answer who said that uh, hydration is key um, for people that do have that issue. Make sure you you are hydrated mm-hmm. and that um, if that is motion enough, sickness stuff. motion sickness medicine that probably exists. Real, yeah, or yeah. real ginger would probably help you if you yeah, want to. I, I actually, before the event, I asked Dan, like, just, you know, random stuff that we should be keeping in mind and he mentioned 
drinking more water than I think I should. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I was surprised, even though it was like 30 degrees out, after every run, I was like dying Dehydrated. For a drink. Probably well, you're talking yeah, the entire time. It takes time. a lot out. You're talking the whole time. Yeah. You're nervous. You're holding on. You're trying to give extra instructions at the same time. And mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a lot going on. It's very, very emotional. Very. It certainly is. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Robert Bean. Uh, he says it was awesome to see the spaghetti GTI out there Sunday. Uh, if you go back, if you could go in the Wayback Machine to before the <laughs> event and tell yourself one thing, what would it be? Not buy a car that's been sitting for 15 well, years. No, 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 that's fine. Right before the event, if I knew how the event was going to go, I guess, um, I think it would just go back to just being able to push it more. I was just like super nervous, like just getting up to speed, things like that. That when it came to like the first time we were doing like the big hills. Just thinking back to the first stage we ran, it was like the car was struggling. By the end, we were just going up it so much faster that the car had no issue because I just had so much more speed. Um, so if I could go back, like, you'd just be like, just go faster. Trust me. It'll be fine. Yeah. I would have uh, wanted to install the intercom before it was five minutes to. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Because I couldn't actually control the volume knobs from where I was sitting. Oh, really? Nope. No. That seemed like a good spot. <laughs> yeah, it's a good spot until you strap in, and then you can't uh, do anything. Oh, yeah, your shoulder doesn't go up that high. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. So we'll have to... F- that goes under the uh, improvements to the car. We'll have to figure out where to mount that better. Yep. Yep. Um, but we'll mount it in front of you somewhere on the dashboard, can't we? Yeah. Yeah. So we were just trying time. to... We, we just it, lost time. It's got like a shape to it that'll fit over a bar, mm-hmm. and it'd be sweet to put it right on the head bar... Yeah. Right on top, but you can't because there's a pad there. The we could probably cut a little channel in the very center well, of the But also, you'd have the wires coming down in front of your field you of vision. Run them, kind of you run them around, around, around the cage. Oh, okay, long enough to do that? Yeah. yeah okay. they're and, real it, long. and it just takes a 9 volt. You don't have to power it into car power. Oh, so it's really easy to set up then? Yeah. yeah. That's, yeah that's we just easy. ran out of time. I, yeah, it also would have been nice to like use the intercom because I was like looking for how to turn it off. But you, the way it works is it only turns on when the co-driver gets plugged in. Oh. So I was, like she was saying, every time I jacked into the port, it made this horrible screeching sound. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Jordan said jacked in and the rest of us all looked at each other. And, uh, Couldn't hold it together. <laughs> we, tried, we, tried, we tried to keep it professional. We really did. But uh, it didn't 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 last very long. So it doesn't have nonsense. I thought this was a family friendly show. We never we never made that claim. <laughs> uh, never just, made that. Just claim. worked out that way. Dysfunctional family friendly show apparently. Uh, no, so that's yeah, and probably like to see how it sounded yeah. at first. Yep. It worked out though. Like we had no issues with the intercom. No. I feel like now you just need to get the big headset things for transits. And just drive around on the street with them all the time. That's it. All the time. Which I believe is uh, against the law in at least Massachusetts. It, yeah, it definitely well, it's Massachusetts. is. Massachusetts. Yeah, you can't, you can't have both your ears covered by a uh, headphones or headset or anything. Uh, one ear. Or you, you can use a head, a, an earpiece or headphones on one ear. Mm-hmm. Huh. Jesse Eldridge, he says, no question, uh, but I did wear this cool new shirt for the first time today. So he's got one of our auto-off-topic shirts. Sweet. Thank you for buying he that, Jesse. Awesome. So, How big yeah. was his logo? It looks, it looks pretty big. It looks like the same size as the yellow one. It looks like, no, it looks like the correct size. All right. Well, the yellow one's too big. 
The yellow one's way too big. Oh. I'm going to wear the yellow one because it's ridiculous. Yeah, okay. I'm the creator. I got the big one. Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> All right. My dad, Tony Pascrola, asks, uh, what was your biggest hurdle to get the car ready? Other than the brakes. Other than the Other than the brakes. The biggest hurdle. I think it was... Um, really nerves to... getting the car home over the border wasn't fun. Oh, God. No, that was... Like, to get it ready, I think... Uh, does getting it up the hill to the school count? No. Because probably that. <laughs> that was a pretty big hurdle. That was. That was pretty big. Definitely, it had. It was a brakes. Thus far, it was a brakes. Yeah, I, I think yeah. that was pretty right. much it. Yeah. Okay. Oh, wait, no, I changed my answer. Okay. It's right. the driver's side seat mount. Because oh. when I took the seat off to install the belts... Oh, God. Uh, that went fine, but when I went to put the seat back in, the... Mount holes. I didn't even hear this part. The bolt holes don't line up because it's a C channel on the mount. So when the seat came off, they opened up, and I couldn't get it to line up to get all four seat bolt back in the bottom of the seat. So I fought it for like three hours in my garage until I just put a ratchet strap around it and tightened it down until the holes lined up. All right. Well, it worked. Yeah, good job. That was a nightmare, though. All right, James McIntosh, did you guys use the handbrake? Absolutely not. No? No. I was trying, so I, by the fourth run, I was getting sassy, and I tried left foot braking, and we spun in a circle and I stalled, so that was the extent of trying fun things. (laughs) Did you left foot brake and not give a gas, though? Yeah, I I could, yeah. yeah. Because that's the other component of left foot braking. (laughs) Right, because if you're not giving a gas, you might as well be right foot braking. (laughs) No, but I was using my left foot. To break. <laughs> okay. I getcha. There's just a lot to go on. No, it's not something that... Listen, left foot braking is not something that comes naturally because you've been driving without doing that for your entire life. Yeah. Is and the, all of a sudden, we're asking you to do something different. Is the handbrake still tight? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Didn't wear in the pads at all? No. Uh, well, I mean, we didn't really use the brakes. Oh, all right. Yeah. Like, I, I didn't At the end of the day, all. I asked Liz if she had done much braking, and she said no. Oh, all right. Good. Um, Ryan Duns asks, how was it? I mean, we've already pretty much established that it was awesome. Yep. Between the last two episodes. But his next question is, when is your next event? The next one will probably be the rally sprint in May when I get back from Florida. And hopefully a couple of rally crosses in between. I won't be here. Hmm. Well, so, well, you might be here for the one in April. Oh, yeah. Well, so, it's, uh, NED is in March. March. But she'll be in Florida for work. Oh. So it's Subaru time. Oh, all right. What time? Subaru there's time. A, there's still a Subaru around? Oh, there yeah. is. I kind of forgot, actually. It actually is in the garage now. Spaghetti oh. got kicked out. Wow. Which, that one's like four to five minutes from my house. But I feel like... You're yeah. going to be... You're, yeah, I'm not around for it's that It's the weekend you leave for your honeymoon. Way, yeah. Brad, yeah. you want to drive a Subaru at a rally cross? Fuck yeah. All right. <laughs> there you go. Done. Ken Ryan asks, how many situations did you feel like you were going to be in the bushes? <laughs> so, there was... We should preface this with probably none, because there were no bushes to hit, because it was all snowbanks. Okay, so... Uh, snowbanks. So we'll change that to how many times did you think you'd be in the snowbanks? <laughs> so, there, the, the funny thing was, like, when we were doing it, like, I had no actual, like, fear of hitting anything. Like, it just, everything, the car was handling great, everything was going fine. I was also going slow, but that's, you know, besides the point. Um, 
it was. You weren't going that slow. Well, I got up to seventy kilometers an hour. Your clusters in kilometers an hour? Yeah, it is. Yeah, well, yeah, so no <laughs> Canadian car. So I, I was telling everybody I got up to 70 kilometers an hour, and they were like, okay, great. Yeah. <laughs> I think it comes out to be like 44, yeah. <laughs> which is fast for me. But um, it was the last 43. Lap. Oh, 43. Thanks for bringing me down. Yeah, no shit, right? Can you round up to 45? <laughs> It's an approximate because forty three point four. The speedometer. I'll give you forty four. Up and down about thirty not kilometers an hour. My car was moving at three miles an hour, but the wheel speed was moving. Yeah, yeah that's the other thing. Your wheels could be undersized, and that transmission you could have been going slower or faster. Or faster. Can you, Man, yeah, this is knocking you down. He re- what? Yeah. He's like you're in my house now. You were going you 10, roll. You go ten miles an hour. Anyways. It was yeah. the last. You go faster than me because I didn't race. So, valid point. Valid point. Valid point. The last section of the day. So the sun had started to go down. It's after four o'clock at this point. Um, I'm the last one to run, so we were just the last out essentially. And we got to the end section, which was just like gentle, like little S's through the woods. It's like a narrow section, but it was like super fun. Um, one of the actually the places I got up to the faster speeds. And at this point in time, all the snow was gone, and it was just the glare ice. And I started to fishtail, which was really weird because the car hadn't done that at all up until this point. Okay. So it was slightly terrifying. Um, and then I just remember, like, I feel like the only reason it went as well as it was because Jordan was, like, just, like, reading his notes. He's like, just stay in it. And he, like, gives me, like, the next turn, like, whatever it was. Like, nothing was happening. Like, it was totally fine. Everything was fine. And, of course, like, I nearly, like, died. If there was, like, a GoPro in the car at that point, I'm, like, freaking out. And he's just, like, stay in it, left four. And, like, just giving the notes, like, nothing is going on. That's the co-driver's job. So, good job, Jordan. Thank you. Yeah, it was really, really nerve-wracking. And then we get back to the bottom. And they're like, oh, there's a fun lap to do. And I'm like, nope, I'm done. Yeah, we're done. I was done. It's kind of like that, oh, I'm going to do it one more time. And that one more time. There's a time you screw one up. One last yeah. run happens. Yeah, one last run. Yeah, I don't think so. I think I asked you if one you last felt run, it. and then you end up in California six days later. You don't know who you are. Yeah. So. <laughs> oh, that's it. the guy. That's the guy from Vermont last week, right? Yeah, yeah. Just, those who aren't local, there's a skier. It was a national news story. The oh, guy was national? like skiing in New York, and then he all of a sudden they disappeared. They looked for him in the woods, and he ended up in. He was in California six days later. Yeah, with like a thousand dollars cash on him, a new haircut, and a ski parka, <laughs> and his yeah. <laughs> What? Ski clothes. Yeah, he's yeah. still wearing his ski clothes. I had to look this up. Yep. <laughs> okay. No. Yeah, I'd like to know what happened. Super to between, weird. But apparently, he supposedly doesn't know either. Nope. All right. Uh, let's see. Paul Huerta. Mm-hmm. Was there any unexpected things that you weren't prepared for? Anything you didn't think to bring in preparing for the event? How well did you do compared to how you how well you anticipated doing? I. Anticipated that the car was going to blow its motor on like the very first stage. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, we all kind of did. Yeah. yeah. So I was really stoked when that never happened. I mean, I was like, well, if it catastrophically fails, we're just putting it on the trailer. I'm not crawling around in the mud to fix it. Yeah. If it's something simple, we'll fix it. But yeah. it didn't, though. Nope. nope. <laughs> it did great the whole time. Did you have a thought of how you would finish did you think you'd be mid-pack first last oh no i absolutely thought i'd be last okay definitely um purely because 
You've never done that before? I've never done this before. Yeah. And I'm just more hesitant until I get comfortable doing things. Um, expectation, I definitely got a lot more comfortable faster than I thought. And I was going way faster than I thought I'd actually be going. In between the trees, in the ice, and the snow, mm-hmm. and uphills. Yeah, no, it was 70 kilometers an hour, 43 miles an hour, mm-hmm. as we learned. 0.4. Doesn't sound fast. 43.4. Like <laughs> yeah. That's right. It, uh, it doesn't It doesn't sound fast. Yeah. But when you, you think of that 45. Well, when you think of the fact that <laughs> it was snow and ice, and think of when you drive down a highway, a public road, during a snow and ice storm, you're not doing 45 miles an no. hour. You're doing 15 because it's scary, and you can crash into things. It is scary, and the snowbanks are right there. So when you're doing 45 miles an hour on mm-hmm. sheer ice, up and down hills, around corners, in between trees, snowbanks, I mean, that's that's moving. There's no question that's moving. Also known as the Winter Challenge Rally. Yep. <laughs> Which I did crash at. Yeah. We've all crashed at, yeah. actually. So you get one up on us, Liz. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, Dustin Hughes. This is a fun question. How did you manage to have such a huge smile on your face? I believe that's directed at Liz. Yeah. Because she was blinding with her smile to everybody. I think you may have smiled like once or twice, Jordan. Eh, maybe once. (laughs) Well, Jordan smiles normally once every three days. (laughs) So the fact that he smiled three times. I don't want to get wrinkles. Yeah. (laughs) Right. (laughs) That baby skin. Um, Is that why you have a beard? Hiding all your smile wrinkles? Yes. All right. (laughs) I think it's just... I've been wanting to do this now since two months. (laughs) (laughs) You're a smart ass. No, I've been wanting to do this now for since I was like a kid playing Gran Turismo with my dad. All I ever did was play the rally stuff, like race the rally stuff. I was in Gran Turismo 3. Two? Two two head rally? Two head rally first. Um, Stop it, Jordan. You know you love it. Thank you, guys. Uh, And it was just really surreal. Like, when we finished the first one, and I was like, I just literally did this. So I think the coolest story I've heard since this whole thing started is a story that your dad still plays Gran Turismo. Oh, yeah. And he, he loves this. He built a copy of Jordan's car and your car in the game. Yep. And he likes to drive them in the game. So yeah. that's like the coolest story I've heard from this whole thing, actually. My dad. I just yeah, want to play Gran Turismo with your dad now. Yeah. Oh, like, God. Honestly. You would be, that'd be years of your life right there. Probably kick your ass. He probably would. I mean, I haven't played Gran Turismo in a long time. Fours are on the other hands. He'd probably still win. Um, <laughs> but no, but hearing that story, I was like, oh, he made a copy of Jordan's SDI and a copy of your golf. Yep. That's like. That's a really cool thing, and it's like, yeah, your dad's proud of you for doing what you're doing. Oh, so. yeah, he's he thinks it's crazy that it actually, and he doesn't like, I don't think he understands to the extent that we're doing it yet. He okay. thinks it's kind of like Rallycross. Is he going to come to any of our Oh, those? yeah, he would oh, love good. to. He thinks it's kind of like Rallycross, so I sent him actually a video of what we did yesterday, mm-hmm. uh, Sunday, mm-hmm. and he was like, oh, wait. no way. Yeah. He's like, there's no <laughs> pavement? He's, no. <laughs> he's like, there's trees? I was like, yeah, no, this is like the real stuff, Dad. It's an entire facility dedicated to just rallying. Rallying, yeah. Yeah, yeah Team one of only a cool place. One of only, I think, three in the country. You've got one in Florida and then one in the Pacific so Northwest. Dirtfish in Pacific Northwest. And the firm. And the firm in Florida. I Team O'Neill, I believe, was the Texas first. Too. Oh, maybe there's one in Texas. And the firm is not entirely dedicated to rally either. There's, they have pavement there as well. They do track events and drifting events there. Or classes, I should say. All right. Uh, next question from Scott Carlson. How did the Mark II Golf do on the icy roads and hills? What was the biggest complaint about the car after its maiden voyage? Ooh. Well, you know the car did well because it didn't get stuck. Yep, mm-hmm. so it did awesome. We've covered that already. It didn't but, want to get up the hills. It did it though. But it did, and that's 
the engine that could right there. Yeah, what's an eight valve making? An old eight valve. Oh, when it was new, I don't know, ninety horse. Now two nine. <laughs> I was a little worried the other night when we did try to test it out. It was blowing a lot of blue smoke, mm-hmm. and then it didn't blow anything. <laughs> like it was nice and like no smoke at all. Car, over the weekend, it runs great. I don't understand. I remember, it runs so good. Well, yeah, there was. I ran it. You know, I reached in to to start it because you don't need to push the clutch in because it's old. Yeah, no clutch and it Fired right up. I was like, oh, sweet. I was like half a crack. Yeah, you were like kind of like, oh, that <laughs> yeah, actually worked. Like, that was easy. Yeah. So, no, that was good. Yeah, so what's your biggest complaint about the car after the maiden voyage? What would you, what does the, what does the car need more than anything else? Um, I think the biggest complaint is going forward. I mean, I only use. Going forward is important. <laughs> <laughs> I only use first and second gear. Okay. The whole event um, because. I was just nervous with like the shifting mm-hmm. and guiding between the gears uh, mm-hmm. because I did put it into reverse trying to go back to first. Yeah, it should be known that the reverse lockout is yeah, yeah. missing. And yeah, I, I can that. immediately tell. And I was like, ooh, good yeah, thing. Yeah, I said that. Don't. Uh... Uh, the lockout's more of a suggestion. <laughs> yeah. It's like it grinds real hard and it goes, don't go into reverse. Yeah. That's it's what like, it is for a lockout. Yeah. Nope. Don't downshift in the first, basically. Yeah. yeah, I had a car with a broken lockout and it's it was definitely not fun. Kind of like uh fix that quick. I describe it as a paintbrush in a paint bucket. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, it's real. I, I would rather describe it as a, a a fork and a bowl of spaghetti. Okay. Oh. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. Just to go with the theme of the car here. Like you you stab the meatball, but it's just sliding around in there? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> kind of. I don't know. I don't usually stab the meatball. I usually <laughs> cut it in half sideways at the fork. <laughs> and then it slides away oh, as yeah, you try yeah. to miss that gear. It just boop pops away that does all right now i'm with you okay all right i would uh i would really like to put an lsd in it because it was painfully noticeable in it no watching (laughs) the thing try to like go around corners like in the back i don't know somewhere like for weight (laughs) anyway yes an lsd would help a lot yeah Uh, whether your car is front drive rear drive or all-wheel drive a good differential is yeah, the, enormous the, advantage. The one wheel action going up some of those hills was kind of. Well, I think the car's also a four speed right now, is it not? It is. Yeah. So I think if you've got a slightly more modern five speed Volkswagen transmission mm-hmm. with a limited slip in it, yep. you probably have a lot better of a time. Yeah. Yes. Oh, and the fact that I really can't touch the pedals needs to change. Well, the the, the sparkly purple pill you bought at Walmart the night before didn't work. <laughs> we did. I didn't. I was so harnessed in with all of the things. I was Just like, I'm not pillow. putting a pillow in here. All right. But yeah, I, it's definitely noticeable. I can't like push the clutch all the way in. So we need to move the seat forward a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Uh, the current design of the seat mounts does not allow for that, the, so they need to be changed. Well, the problem and is the if you share wheel. this car in a rally cross setting, it's going to be difficult because we want to get one that can move. We can't. You can't have sliders. You can have a double no, slider. You? you can. You can put like. Um, you like a lock pin kind of slider. No, like just right now the seat's mounted with four little ears on. The C channel steel. Okay, so you can put two so more ears. You can ears. only put it in one spot. Okay. But if instead of those little ears, you had a long piece of steel with many different holes, you could move. It couldn't be a slider that unbolted, though, and bolted right, it. Right, but you right? could put it somewhere in the middle. Okay. Probably get one of those little inserts they have for like go karting. Yeah, that might work yep. too. Yeah. Move the whole driver forward and the seats stay where it is. Yep. Yeah. 
And then if you same, get... Same concept as your sparkly you, pillow. You definitely, a more I've, I'm also on board with the quick disconnect wheel because I was trying yes. to get oh, under the seat. Yep. And I couldn't fit between the bar and the wheel. Like, I, I was getting <laughs> It would make stuck. ingress and egress of the car a it lot It would make working well. on the inside easier. Yeah. It's kind of a nightmare. Yeah. That's uh, definitely... Yeah, you need a quick disconnect with a dished steering wheel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it pushes out to you instead of having that weird metal extension that somebody welded together. Oh, it's yeah. so bad. The uh, spider legs on it. Yeah, a little strange. But, but overall, but the it car works. was amazing. Um, it did seem to crab a little bit. A lot of it. Yeah, yeah. so... That's, well, the rear beam we know is bent, right? Yeah, the so driver's side rear is still towed in because something's wrong with the axle beam. Something is amiss in the rear suspension of the vehicle. Yeah. Like I was watching fine, you go. It's fine on loose surfaces. And you're, you're kind of going like the back passenger side was kind of... Like going towards the passenger side. For those listening on the radio, Andrew is turning the back of his hand to the right a little bit and moving yeah. it up a invisible hill in front of him. That's right. <laughs> yeah, that's what it looked like. Uh, Joe Davis's question, and thank you, Joe Davis, for being part of the crew yes, and part of the you. weekend experience. Uh, what was your biggest oh shit moment of the event, and was it your fault? <gasps> biggest? It was. Uh oh, Ollie. Um, did Did you really have one? I mean, I had a literal oh shit moment when I was waiting at the bottom of the hill for an hour and I had to go to the bathroom. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. I mean, that works. You also had an oh shit moment on the way there when a deer ran in front of us at 65 yeah. miles yeah. an hour downhill yeah, so into Franconia oh, Notch. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was, the, was that was Saturday towing up there. This is the middle of the afternoon yeah, on it's Saturday. Yeah, like 3.30 on a Saturday afternoon. All the deer comes out of nowhere. Yeah. Shouldn't that deer be resting? It's the Sabbath. Yeah. <laughs> said it was like three like it's like <laughs> like it's offensive that this deer was out on a saturday afternoon <laughs> have you ever seen a deer <laughs> have you ever seen a deer cross the street in the middle of the day i have i have saturday yeah before saturday <laughs> it's always at nighttime it's dark it's when the deer yeah. come out yeah i know this deer was not doing proper deer things <laughs> me, me and joe davis are in my truck behind him literally yelling oh dear 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 like like they can hear us <laughs> and jordan's in the car i'm He's driving, and he sees it, and he's like, don't you dare. Don't you do it. He's yelling at this deer, and, of course, the deer just goes right across the road. Oh, didn't listen? No. It's- no. <laughs> I mean, we've established this deer doesn't care about authority. It's on a Saturday afternoon. <laughs> Tea time, high yeah. noon. <laughs> we were. I was kind of hoping it would be funny if he had hit it. No, it would not be funny if he did it, but thank you for bringing that up. But then the- Jordan, would have, by the time you crashed your truck, wasn't it hilarious? I mean, if any one of us was going to hit it, it would probably be best. I'd rather have me. him hit it. That's true. He has that giant hardcore bubble. And then, in the and then yeah. just imagine the Xterra covered in blood and spaghetti in blood when we show up. <laughs> I mean, I was right behind. I would have got the spray of it, too. Yeah. <laughs> it would have been very fitting. It wouldn't have been good. So no, well, let's enough. just be glad you did that. was when I wished that I had finished the install on my CB. <laughs> yeah, I was actually really annoyed that uh, we had a convoy and I couldn't talk to anybody because we always have CB radios. Yeah. No, we didn't have CB radios this time because we were all in our impro- in, improper trucks. Well, mine is, but it doesn't work and I have to fix it. And it got cold before I fixed it and then I hadn't driven the truck in a while until last weekend. You want to ask this next question? It's probably my favorite question. I can't see it. Is it in the Facebook? Or is it on yours? It is in Facebook. It's not coming up on mine. It's from Joe Stanley. Oh, God. Joe Stanley says, who wears the pants and why is it Liz? <laughs> <laughs> Go to answer that one. Mm, 
Because she bought the car? Yeah, 100%. Her car, her and money, she drives. she's, like, way smarter than I am. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I can't I can't argue that point. No. Yeah. We're all pretty dumb. Is that it for Facebook ones? That is it for Facebook uh, Instagram? Ones. I can move that way. Uh, Instagram. on We had two question um, posts because we put one up earlier and we didn't put text on the picture. And we realized that people probably wouldn't notice that it was a question post because nobody actually reads oh, what goes on on amateurs. Instagram. So we made two of them. The second one was... Uh, with text on the picture so you can see the question. But anyway, from the first from the first question post, um, you know, I'm going to script this guy's name again, and Andrew's going to give me crap. Um, Escuderia Borcua. Scuderia? Scuderia? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Scuderia Borcua. Yeah, I, yeah I, got, I got all hung up on that second half, and I know it's Scuderia, but I don't know how to pronounce Borcua. I, he told us, and I forgot already, because I'm a horrible human being. I've also already forgotten. Anyway, his question was, did you send it? You just going to send it? No. <laughs> they did not send it. What was the biggest moment that that would be the dear moment we discussed? Was there another moment that was big? Um, I think he touched on it on the last episode and talked about the uphill where it got real narrow for a second. Oh, yeah, when I had to squeeze by the other car. And that was the most, I think, exciting, like the minute at... I think I held my breath until we were to the top of the hill. And then I was like, we did it! And George was like, great job! And it was like very exciting in that one moment. And then we we're like, all right, we have to drive again. And his last question was, how many times did the co-driver get lost? Uh, so I got lost one time, uh, not too badly, and then another time very badly. The whole stage. But okay. luckily, I've been to Team O'Neill so many times that I sort of know Go the left. roads. And it was basically left. Yeah. And there's a right over here and left. I will say that Dan Downey a- answered the question for you um, before you got a chance to answer that on the Instagram page, and he just said that he is always lost. Mm. That's not inaccurate. Yeah. Uh, it, he knows He knows very well. When you got lost, because it was like a last-minute change. They had us go up a different way, so it changed the notes. Oh, yeah. That totally so that changed me. And he got lost for the whole rest of the stage. But it was funny, because like, I could tell he was lost, and like we'd run this course now four times. We knew his left coming up and he's like right three. <laughs> like, wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> and it was, I just, he like stopped talking really and he was just like whispering into the headset. He was like, left, right. And I'm like, I can't hear you from Jordan. <laughs> I'm not sure though. <laughs> he's like, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> next question is from TM Mason 10. Are these sprints open for general rallycross cars or more prepared rally cars? What kind of safety equipment was needed? So you touched on that a little bit, but what is what is required for a rally sprint exactly? Um, do you know? So you basically need a logbooked rally car. So you need. So it's definitely one step above rallycross. Yeah, you, you need the same stuff that you would need for a stage rally. Um, in our case, the cage setup is a little more or a little less intense than you would require for a modern rally. But just because it was an old logbook, they right. let it, yep. like, they grandfathered, grandfathered it in. Yeah, but you still need in uh, non-expired harnesses, mm-hmm. a one-piece racing seat that's, like, not mounted like some janky garbage, mm-hmm. uh, and a car that's not going to fall apart. Yeah, and then... The so you had two out of the three yep. things. Yes. Can't have all of them. <laughs> um, and then the other safety gears we needed are fire suits, our Hans device, our helmet. Yeah, the Hans device is probably the most... Uh, 
cost prohibitive part of this whole thing. Mm-hmm. No, to uh, the helmet. The helmet because of the intercoms was they were like seven hundred each. Uh, well, I mean, you can get there's cheaper setups, but oh, did you get a no. bell? What one did you get? Sparko. You got Sparkos. You both got Sparkos. Yeah. yeah. So we we bought stuff from the UK that was like a package deal with like the Hans and the helmet and the intercom. Um, but like, if you were to have you had like an older helmet and you just put in like a intercom system, it would be a little bit cheaper. Yeah. Where did you buy this stuff from in the UK? Was it did it come pretty quick from the UK? Was it a better uh, deal? We got, it yeah, we got it from DemonTweaks.com. Okay. Com. Yep. Um, it actually came pretty fast. Oh yeah, it was like a like four or five days later. That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, and we got our suits there too. Yep. Yep. That's pretty good. So it's yep. definitely it definitely requires less licensing than a rally does, I think. Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. But the car itself no needs to be yeah no, 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 no license. license. You just need exactly. a driver's license. Yeah. Yep. We just need to have a car that will pass tech. What yep. um oh what was the other thing you told me about the comms? What's the connector? It's like a oh, NATO. Yeah. It's something so, really weird that I didn't even know this was a thing. We. Originally bought a used intercom from one of the local guys. Yeah. Keep and it was also a Sparco unit, but they had just changed the style of connector from like your standard three and a half inch or three and a half millimeter um, headphone jack headphone jack thing yeah. to some military style Nexus jazz. So our new helmets had a newer connector and it didn't work with the older used intercom. Yeah, it's apparently a NATO standard for yeah. intercoms. Yeah. So you just plug into any NATO vehicle or military yep. thing. It's like perfect. So weird. <laughs> yeah. Think of it. Which I had ne- even never even I never even heard of that either. Like yeah. I'd only ever no, known never either. Three and a half and then whatever the hell these big ones are. I forget what these are called. The big remember the big ones? I do, but I know what you're talking about, but I don't know the size of them. Yeah. I don't know. They're in this mixing board. I don't know what the hell it sounds. All right. Next question. <laughs> Cooper Auto Works. How big were your smiles, and what was your previous rally experience? Uh, smiles were definitely huge. As everybody pointed out. Everybody. Five <laughs> <bones died. laughs> yeah. Everybody. Um, in fact, if you go on the New England Region SCCA Rally Cross Rally Sprint Facebook page, there are a few pictures of you driving the car with a giant smile on your face, people pointing it out, so... Yeah, I think that the one picture was I was trying to take off from a super icy start and I couldn't get the car to like get enough traction, so I just wound up like giving the guy taking photos like the thumbs up yeah. as I'm trying to get the car to go, <laughs> um, and he wound up catching like that whole like sequence. Of, yeah, and then um, my previous rally experience is nothing. I have been to two rally crosses as a just sitting in Jordan's car, mm-hmm. and then I drove the most recent one. He let me drive the car finally. Okay. Um, what was that? A couple. Two you also ago? did a time speed oh, distance yeah. rally. I, I navigated a time speed and distance. did pretty good. Yeah, and pretty much won the <laughs> yeah, event. Won the na- novice part of the event anyway. Yeah. First time out. So, I drove your and you have a Subaru. So I drove his Subaru for the yeah. in the rallycross. Is there any similarity though between? Because I know you do a lot of mountain bike races. Mm-hmm. Is there any similarity between the stage style mountain bike races and the rally stages? Um. The stages would be considered very similar with your uphill followed by your downs. Um, That's how it works usually. Well, yeah. It, well, not always because some of them don't actually – you don't do both. Sure. Um, the mountain bike racing compared to the rally stuff, I'd say it's actually very, very similar, except mountain bikes are just way smaller trails and you have way more rocks. Mm-hmm. But, you know, in a powered car would be the advantage to the yeah. the sprints. So. Uh, one last question. Oh, wait. In your experience, Jordan. 
I mean, I've never code drove before. I've done a lot of time speed. Yeah, TSDs you have, but a lot of rally crosses, but did a lot of TSDs. Yeah, never did good though. Nope, always terrible. Yep, finished that one though. That's all that matters. Yeah, that one winner challenge. challenge. That one winner challenge. The only participation trophy I'll ever be proud of. That's right. <laughs> it's not a participation trophy. It's a finisher trophy. So you finished. Yep, I suppose. So, I mean, I've done it before and not gotten a trophy because I didn't finish. So Done it three times. Only once finished, yeah. technically. Hmm. Uh, Yeti Overland asks, how are the brakes? <laughs> so the brakes are actually fine. I feel like as we got through the day, they were getting better or I was getting more comfortable with them. Yeah. I didn't feel like there was that long pedal travel like we were describing before, before it would catch, it just felt like mm-hmm. um, I had no issues, nor did I ever feel like I couldn't trust them. And his last question is, does your pit crew need more training? <laughs> I think we need sensitivity training, probably. Mm, probably may come in handy in the future. <laughs> Why is that? Well, I'm I don't curious. Know. I don't know. Mm. <laughs> um, do that, does that car have racing pads? No. No, just regular pads. Yeah, they're just uh, cheapo pads out of a box that they may or may not be made of asbestos. Yeah, they're just you know made somewhere in Sandusky, Ohio. All right, here comes the meat wagon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I have a quick question: What's racing pads? More aggressive race pads that require heat to be built up in them, and then they work more effectively. Oh, like braking pads. Brake pads. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah. probably wouldn't be great for an event like this because you don't build a lot of heat in the brakes. You could if, if you're, you're left with going faster on like. <laughs> if you're going faster, but I'm saying on yeah. those particular rally sprint where it was snow covered, yeah, and you're in a two wheel drive car with no traction, that your brakes would have been junk. I mean, I've seen. I do have a picture of the Bellevue Boys racing golf mm-hmm. with. Sparks coming out of the wheel at a rally yeah, sprint. At a so. rally, yeah, but again, it's probably a warm weather, non. <laughs> yeah, it was summertime. Yeah. And uh, there's one more question actually from Alex Stadel. Yeah, he says, "How fast can you change an axle?" <laughs> we haven't had to do it yet, so not in that car. We'll let you know. Luckily, thank the Lord. You can change um, it pretty fast in a Nissan, though. That's true. In the Xterra, yeah, it might be even easier on this Golf because it just has the bolts. Oh, it's really easy on the Golf. The flange uh, is, yeah. stays in the transmission as. I've done it before. It's not difficult at all. Okay. It's real easy. No, it must well, be if you've know. done it. Uh, <laughs> um, do you have a spare beam yet, a rear beam? Yes. Yeah. Excellent. Have you met John Van Landingham? I haven't met him, but I know of him. Really? Who and, is this? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I'm not a big fan. Who? Uh-oh. What? Who is this? Uh, he's essentially a... Uh, internet rally troll. Okay. He's very smart. He knows his shit, but okay. he's just a jerk about it. Okay. All right. Well, that explains why uh, Scuderia Borcua answered Alex Dadel saying, for their sake, I hope not. Yeah. <laughs> that could be any of those things. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the last question he says is, are you on Rally Anarchy? Mm, I w- would look on there for used rally cars, uh, but now we is that, have one. Is that a rally forum? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's kind of dead. Rally Anarchy was the anti-special stage forum. Yeah. I was always told it was the um, it was the Caddyshack to the Bushwood of special stage. <laughs> yes. So that's where we belong. It. Yeah. <laughs> There's one last question. Mine updated. Uh, oh, okay. Throttle by cable, What was was it worth it? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Hondo P. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to do more events. 
And go faster. Excellent. I can't wait to see you go faster. So fast. And still not break things. No. No breaking. No breaking us. Oh, breaking. Like the car. Like breaking. Yeah, I really hope the car breaks. Uh, But not breaks. No. No. Definitely, definitely worth it. It was definitely such a crazy experience. I think when we finished the last stage, I just didn't even realize, like, how physically tired I was. I was like, I could take a nap now. Just doing all the racing. Well, car has no power steering, right? Yeah, none. Yep. It's no. It's not even that though. It's just mentally exhausting. Yeah. Oh, that was the other thing too. We backtrack real quick to things we have to improve in the car. We have to come up with a better tensioner for that belt. Oh yeah. Whatever reason, it's the dry belt's not great. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't quite tighten the way it should. Yeah. Because the, the car is set up for air conditioning and power steering, so the adjusting bracket on the Alternator. Alternator is not positioned exactly properly to make it easy to tighten it up. So, mm-hmm. oh, we do. I think that's it. Yeah. Thanks for coming down, guys. Oh, yeah. yeah. Thanks, for, Thanks for all the work. Sitting through two episodes. That was good. Yeah. Okay, for the next well, one. if we're going to come and service your rally car for free, we're going to get some content out of it. There Absolutely. You <laughs> there you go. Sweet pictures, sweet commentary. That's right. Spaghettis. So, thanks for listening. You can follow us at Off Topic. That podcast. should be your next dinner meal for us when we have the rally car. New England Forest Rally. What is the, the whole time? Ah, uh, like oh, eighty no. degrees outside. Spaghetti. Spaghetti. <laughs> I like it. Ew, that would be what so is bad. your spaghetti policy here? <laughs> um, so, uh, you can follow us on Facebook, <laughs> Off Topic Podcasts on Facebook. Uh, Instagram is Off Topic. You can follow me on Instagram, Raced in Anger. And Brad is TSISS350. TSISS350. Where can they find you guys? In case they didn't listen last week, last episode. <laughs> 45 minutes ago. Well, they're not going to hear it 45 minutes later. Oh, unless really? they do. Oh, well, anyways. One will be um, released tomorrow. One will probably release, what, Monday, probably? One will be released Sunday night. On a normal Thursday. Yep. One will be released on Monday. Which is probably not important to That's, talk about now because yeah, they'll already know that. Anyways, because uh, it's already released if they're hearing it. That's right. <laughs> they don't care. Wait, um, this is now? No, this is now. No, this is then. Are you sure this is now? No, oh, this God. is then. <laughs> Where can they find you then and now? Then and now uh, at Gadget90. And at Ditchokers. Excellent. All right. Thanks for listening, everyone. Please uh, rate and review the podcast on iTunes and blah, 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 all those places. Google Play. We're on Stitcher. We're also on Radio Public. Uh, where else? Uh, if you send us a message, I will send you stickers. I promise. Maybe I've got two in the queue. I got to send. Um, but, uh, as always keep your cars analog and don't send it. Aim for the roses.